Hi, I'm Dr. Pam Peek, host of the Herb Podcast. Hey, welcome to our show and episode 455, as we share the truth about her mind, her body, her life, and today her ultra-processed foods. That's right. We're going to set the record straight. It's going to be a great episode, a special show that I know will really resonate with you. Before we begin, please know that this episode is sponsored by Solaray Vitamins, S-O-L-A-R-A-Y Vitamins. These are vitamins, minerals, and herbs rooted in nature, and they have a special gift for women. The new award-winning Her Life Stages products, providing support for the menstrual years, including PMS, perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. What an integrative, holistic approach to having a woman's back throughout her entire life journey. To learn more about her life stages, run on over to your local health food store. And also, check it out at solaray.com. That's S-O-L-A-R-A-Y.com. You'll be glad you did. And here's a reminder to click on iTunes to rate and review today's show because Ah, the Herb Podcast team just loves to hear your feedback. All right, it's time for Her. Her, the podcast. The naked truth about women. Her mind. Her body. Her life. It's all about Her. All right, you know out there in the Herb Podcast land that the minute I talk about food, it's all about Chef Abby Gelman, our go-to culinary nutritionist. Hey, Abby, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me again. Oh, gosh, we're going to be talking about a really tough topic. It's it's like, oh, my goodness gracious, it's, it's ultra-processed foods again. Now, for everyone out there, Abby is a very special unicorn. So she has a master's degree in nutrition. She is a registered dietitian, and she's a certified chef. So take that. Oh, she's got everything. So she she can handle the academic end of this, and she can tell you how to mess around in the kitchen at the same time. So that's why we're so happy to have you on the Herb Podcast team. All right, let's hop into it. The minute I talk about ultra-processed foods, you know what I love to talk about. I talk about Twinkies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You know, if you're just bored one day, like that never happens, just run on over to, you know, like Google it, and you're going to find out that two of those nasty boys are 280 calories, there's nine grams of fat, get this, four grams of saturated fat, I mean, the worst ever, and then sodium, you get almost 400 milligrams of sodium, but get this, (laughs) you have 47, almost 50 grams of carbohydrate, the mass majority of which are added sugars. And of course, there's like almost like essence of protein. There's like nothing there. And then for a real treat, just look under ingredients. God, I lost count. I think there are like 50 ingredients, including something disgusting called tallow, which I had to look up. It's like animal fat. And it's a rendered form of beef or mutton. And I'm like, just kill me now, okay, before I eat this stuff. 
And here's what really should freak you out. This stuff does not self-destruct. It just sits there in a warehouse for decades <laughs> because it's all preserved. Oh my God. So when we talk about ultra processed foods, that's kind of, you know, like you're a perfect example of how this works one way or the other. So you and I both read this really excellent article that was in the Wall Street Journal called The Trouble with America's Ultra-Processed Diet. And people are getting a little weirded out here because these, and I quote, and we're going to get into the definition, thanks to you, ultra-processed foods. And it said that ultra-processed foods now make up a majority of Americans' diets. Say what? 58% of the calories U.S. adults and children's age one and older consume in a day come from ultra-processed foods, right? And then children ages 2 to 19 receive 67% of their daily calories from these bad boys, okay? Take it away, Chef Abby. What the heck? It's an ultra-processed <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. I don't want to confuse people, so I will save some of the confusing part f- for a little bit later. But essentially what we're talking about, and thank you for bringing up the Twinkie <laughs> overview first, is ultra-processed foods that are kind of more like a science fair project. So coloring was added and added sugar and all sorts of other things. It doesn't look anything like it may have started out, right? And there's different gradations of things. So if you're eating strawberries, right? Strawberries are a whole food. And then if you went and had strawberry, freeze-dried strawberries as like a snack or like those bare apple chips that are freeze-dried apple that's a processed food because it was processed to be made a little bit differently, but it's still an apple. It's still a strawberry. Same with like dried fruit. That's also processed, but ultra processed is what we're kind of talking about here, which might be suddenly that strawberry is now like some sort of not necessarily a Twinkie, but like a, a bar or a, tart or something that is a packaged food that has been put through so many chemical factory things that it doesn't look anything like it started out. And it's got all sorts of stuff added to it. So in other words, it's about 300,000 miles away from its primal natural form. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Now a Twinkie has no primal natural (laughs) form. (laughs) You know, it's not like we took a natural growing Twinkie off a tree. No, that is what I love to call, it's what I've used for years, a science fair project. Like you just went into a lab and you just had some fun. I don't want to break anyone's heart out there and here it comes, right? That little creamy thing in the middle, no, that's not cream. That's part of the ultra processing. It's got all kinds of things in there, including like, I think, two forms of rock. I feel like there's plastic or something in there too, right? I don't know. Petroleum jelly. It's got petroleum. It's like, oh, wait a minute. I'm eating part of my car. 
you know, this is ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, you know, you see this in so many of these kinds of foods that are extremely high in unhealthy fats, not healthy fats, right? Like a macadamia nut is high in fat, but it's all natural. It's wonderful fat. It's natural. But when you have these high levels of saturated fat and unhealthy forms of fat combined with processed sugar, which means you take a natural sugar and beat it to death, and it ends up being basically empty calories, but it gives you a level of sweetness that is uber, uber, like it just ignites your reward system in your brain. And when that occurs, then if you have any addictive food, addictive kind of vulnerability in your genetics, in just, you know, your makeup. And I spoke to this in my book, The Hunger Fix, when I published it, then you're in trouble because now that reward center said, come on down. And it wants more and more and more. I mean, if you take a sweetness like that compared to the sweetness of blueberries, strawberries, a banana, that's natural sweetness versus this bad boy stuff. It just is nothing but trouble. And so I remember, I think there was a study that was done by Dr. Hall over at the National Institutes of Health. And there, what the scientists found, and this is so fascinating, they created two diets, one with calories coming from foods like packaged muffins, deli, turkey, and you know, bad boy stuff. And then they had another one, which had what we call minimally processed foods, scrambled eggs, salads with chicken. Now, when we say minimally processed, to your point, Abby, it's things like natural drying, you know, some dried cranberries, things like that. That's perfectly fine. And that kind of processing is fine, not the ultra, ultra. Guess what they found? It found that people ate the majority of their ultra processed diet ending up consuming about 500 more calories a day than they did on the less processed diet. After two weeks, they gained about two pounds. Participants lost about two pounds after two weeks on the unprocessed diet. So nothing but bad news here on the overall with this ultra processed. Have you seen this in your work, Chef Abby? Have you been knocking on the door of this ultra-processed problem as people come to you now saying, it's just so hard, I don't have time to cook, and so I'm just grabbing and going and whatever? Yeah, absolutely. And that's where it starts to get a little nuanced, right? Because as you mentioned, everybody's busy. A lot of people don't like to cook. And if we do cook, nobody wants to spend all day in the kitchen, right? So how do we get a healthy, delicious meal on the table for ourselves and our families, you know, every day without spending all day in the kitchen and doing, you know, hours and hours of chopping and cooking. So the way I kind of like to look at it is things that are considered to be ultra processed that are not science fair projects that I would not consider to be science fair projects. And these are some things that we can look to as helpful. So for example, tofu. And 
tempeh are soy-based products and soy milk. These are all soy-based products, but based on the technical description of ultra-processed foods, they are considered to be ultra-processed foods. However, if you eat tempeh or tofu or soy milk every day, those are very healthy foods. So I kind of take those out of the ultra-processed negative category and kind of put them into the positive category. And they can be things that are part of a healthy all-around diet. Also, certain packaged cereals like Cheerios, for example, technically they would be considered ultra-processed. However, they have whole grains. They don't really have added sugar. I would consider them to be a healthy part of a well-rounded diet if you are someone that likes to have cereal and a bowl of milk every day. Also, I kind of mentioned soy milk, but plant-based milk. If you like almond milk or soy milk or oat milk, any of these, technically those are also ultra processed. But if you're having one portion of those every day with your Cheerios, for example, that is different than what we're talking about with the kind of negative ultra processed section. Well, the other thing that people also bring up, right, is the number of ingredients. Talk to me about that. Yeah. So I love frozen and canned foods, for example. They're very affordable, very convenient, very quick. So what you want to look for, like if you have a can of beans, is it processed? Yes. But maybe you get the low sodium variety and it only has beans in it. The label would say, you know, beans and maybe sodium, which is the preservative. Um, But low sodium should be minimal there. And then you rinse it. You drain it and rinse it before you use it. That goes for frozen veggie or for canned veggies. If you're using canned fruit or something like that, just do in juice. So we're avoiding the added sugars of like a syrup. And then frozen vegetables, there should be nothing else added to them. Look for the frozen veggies that are not the flavored ones. So you want just the veggie, just the fruit if we're looking in the freezer aisle. Those are, and you can get frozen grains that are pre cooked and, and all of that as well. Again, look for a shorter ingredient list that really only has that food and maybe a little bit of sodium. Okay, excellent. Because one of the things that I think would help people eliminate almost immediately, you know, as they go shopping, whatever, and they're saying, well, is this ultra processed like in the worst way? And that is, you know, when you look under ingredients and it reads like a cheap novel, it just goes on, you know, when you get to page 10 and uh, oh my gosh, right? So this whole thing is a nightmare. So run. The other thing that I find really fascinating is that most experts like yourself, you know, recognize that when you hear these words like, you know, organic, a good source of whole grains, low in sugar, nine out of 10, it's ultra processed. They're just trying to hype you. Yeah, it's all marketing. And a lot of times they'll put things like gluten-free on an item that never should have gluten in it to begin with, because consumers are confused. They don't know what gluten is, for example, or I might say GMO-free on a food that would never be GMO. And again, kind of cashing in on these 
buzzwords that people think they're supposed to be looking for. Exactly. And it'll make them feel better and whatever. I'm just loving the fact that if you look at eggs, milk, plain fruit, and vegetables, none of them have claims on them. (laughs) I mean, gluten-free blueberries, what? What does that even mean? So really, one of the biggest lessons here is stick to as close to the primal natural state as it's humanly possible. That's so, so terribly important. Like you, I'm a firm believer in making sure that I have a good stock of canned and frozen fruits, vegetables, beans, things like this. Because, you know, when I, if I'm just coming back from a trip or, you know, whatever, and I haven't had enough time to go get some fresh produce and, and some fresh food, then I have that as a backup. You know, I use my little blueberries, you know, the smaller the blueberry, the higher the level of antioxidants, which is really important. So they, there are a whole bunch of options out there on frozen blueberries and go for the small guys. I use it all the time for my blueberry smoothies. And so since it's frozen, it's going to be cold anyway. And it's really great. It's a nice, cold, very refreshing kind of uh, way to put together a shake, which really works well. All right. Now let's buzz along. Something that I love for people to understand is the effect of ultra-processed foods on the body. So if you just start from the top, remember what I said about the brain. So when you look at highly ultra-processed, refined carbohydrates and fat, what they tend to do, as I said before, is they tend to ignite the reward center in the brain. We, the scientists call it nucleus accumbens of the brain. And this makes whatever's sitting in front of you much more addictive, meaning that, as it were, you can't have just one. That's usually an interesting thing for people in general, all of you out there who are wondering, gosh, is something kind of what I love to call bingeable, right? If you answer no to the question, can you have just one? It's like that Lay's potato chip ad. God, it's stuck in my brain, Abby. It's like, what do they do to your brain with these ads? It's like, oh my God, you know, it's been dragging around in my brain forever. But if you can't have just one, like one serving without completely losing it and then being consumed with shame, blame, and guilt, run. Do not touch whatever is in front of you. And I'm not like, you know, depriving you. I'm just saying, get real girlfriend. Just get real. You know, what I love to say, I love that sort of phrase I always use, that doesn't work for me. It just doesn't work for me, right? If I have a little bit, you know, it's sort of like frosting. If I have a little bit, I'm dead. That's it. We're going to be the whole cake. (laughs) And so what I always love to end with is know thyself. Tell your true truth. Just tell yourself your truth. Not going to work for you. So that's one of the things that the food manufacturers are not stupid. They did this deliberately. They knew what would ignite a vulnerable brain. And it's always the salt, fat, and sugar in that combination. It's just woo, woo, woo. You know, there you are in your home, right? So you just have to be super careful there. 
The next one is a mouth. Most people don't know this. It's really interesting. During processing, all this ultra processing, especially, water is often removed from the ingredients, making the product more energy dense, meaning that it's got a heck of a lot more calories than it started out with. When people eat ultra processed foods, they consume more calories per minute per minute. They actually time this stuff. Now that had to be a weird experiment, but anyway. And then someone who is just having some natural food that is not ultra processed. So that's fascinating right down there. And then when you have all that sugar, especially the high fructose corn syrup, which you find in a lot of this, which is just ugly, deadly to the liver, what ends up happening is it overwhelms the liver and creates visceral, and that's that fat deep inside your belly, fat around the organs. And guess what it contributes to? Fatty liver disease, which is a thing. The liver, leave it alone. Let it be lean and mean and, and loving what it's doing with metabolizing calories. Don't be you know, marbling it with a boatload of rotten fat, which you don't need in there. And that obviously leads to disruption of liver function in a big way. And then as all that stuff skates down your large intestine, do you know that it's really interesting? When it goes into the large intestine, it changes your gut microbiome. You know the trillions of friends with benefits down there that you and I have talked about a million times, Abby. All those great little bacteria that break down healthy foods and really give you a chance to absorb, you know, all the wonderful nutrients and micronutrients and everything. Well, what the ultra processed foods do is they increase inflammation. So you end up with leaky gut and you knock off, you knock off your own flora. You're killing them. They're like, what are you eating already? Have a conversation with your microbiome before you stick that thing in your mouth, right? You just, just have a little conversation that says, you know, should I eat this? And just listen intently as all, you know, trillion of them say, heck to the no. Don't do that because you're going to end up with an inflammatory process, which is going to cause a leaky gut. And then you're going to knock off, you're going to kill bacterial flora when you eat these science fair projects. So, you know, it's nature to nature. Those bacteria need natural food. So Abby, remind us again of some really good prebiotics and probiotics to kind of fix the mess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so prebiotics, a lot of fruits and veggies, right? That good fiber is what we're looking for. Bananas are wonderful. Artichokes and asparagus, great. There's also something I love to tell people for prebiotics because I feel like a lot of us eat them. One is cold pasta and the other is cold oats. So I love overnight oats. It's essentially rolled oats with some sort of liquid. I usually put maybe some chia seeds in there, maybe a little cinnamon or other nutmeg spices I like, some fruits, some nuts, 
It goes in the fridge for at least four hours, usually overnight. It's ready for you for breakfast the next day. And then the other cold pasta would be like you make pasta and then you eat it the next day for lunch or dinner, or you make a pasta salad, a cold pasta salad. Both of those things create what's called resistant starch, which is a great prebiotic. So we have our resistant starch, we have our fruits and veggies on fiber, and all of those are prebiotics that feed our friends with benefits, so our probiotics which we get from a lot of fermented foods. So if you eat yogurt every day, and again, we want to look for plain yogurt, could be Greek, it could be regular, but if we could do plain yogurt, again, that's the closest, least processed. And then we add in our fruit, we add in our nuts, and then we could also have sauerkraut or kimchi if you like any fermented foods like that. Tempeh is another really great fermented food or miso if you ever use miso for anything. These are just a few examples of how to get those probiotics. So honor thy microbiome, says Chef Abby Kelman. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you so much for the prebiotics and probiotics to clean up the mess in there for crying out loud and stick to more natural foods you know, it's really important. There's something else that Dr. Kevin Hall from the National Institutes of Health that I mentioned before also found out was that when you eat ultra processed foods, you don't get anywhere near the level of fullness and satisfaction that you get when you have more natural foods. And so this also speaks to the volume of foods meaning that when you have an apple versus a tiny little nasty processed cookie or something, the apple will give you a much greater sense of fullness and satisfaction from that. So that's really, really important. What are we really trying to say? It's so important for us to do exactly what Chef Abby Gelman has always taught us, and that is for crying out loud, stick to nature whenever you can, and that it's okay to have certain foods like dried cranberries and cherries and things like this, and obviously canned beans, and I do my chickpeas there as well, and then frozen vegetables and fruit. All of that is perfectly fine, but when you have the option, please, Go naturally. And really important. You know, one of the things that was really funny at the end of the Wall Street Journal article on ultra processed foods, they once again the reminder that if if something is just plastered with claims, you know, heart healthy and GMO free and everything, run because they're lying to you. That's the first one. The other thing they said was, well, you know tell you what, why don't you just, you can add some unprocessed foods to ultra processed meals to make them healthier. Okay. I just did like a major gag response when I read this one, toss fresh broccoli into boxed mac and cheese. I just, oh, what is the point Well, it works for kids. I'll say that much. All right. All right. (laughs) Okay. I will grant you that anything you could do 
to creatively get some vegetables into a kid, I'm all for it. There's no question about it. It's just, you know, I was like, oh my gosh. And, you know, really, honestly, it's just trying to be realistic and practical. Like, how about plain vegetables added to a frozen meal? Sometimes I'm in my freezer, you know, as a backup plan, plan C or whatever, are the power bowls. They have these bowls that are are really very, I mean, really wonderful. There's one that's high protein. It's like the mega power bowl or, you know, some crazy name to it. But it really is quite good in a pinch when nothing else is around and, and you really are hungry, but you want to get protein and some vegetables and you want to be able to have a more balanced thing. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, is there? No. And again, you just have to look at the label, right? And make sure that whatever the sauce or things like that are with it are reasonable, you know, because if it it still could have a ton of saturated fat, a ton of added sugar. So if we are educated on how to read our labels, I know we've talked about that before. I think that's invaluable, just knowing how to read the label. I completely agree. These power bolts that I'm speaking to come from, as it were, a healthy brand. Okay. So, you know, I look at the salt content and the rest of it because I'm pretty sensitive to that. Believe it or not, salt's not like, you know, a real fave of mine. So there's a lot of that going on too. This has just been a fabulous episode, kind of taking a tour de force through this ultra processed diet. What's your last little nugget for everyone out there in the Herb Podcast land, Chef Abby? I think I just said it. Learn to read your labels. I think that's an overarching theme here for sure. And if it's got, you know, if the label goes on for three pages, please run. Just run. Whatever you're holding on to, drop. Just leave. (laughs) Just go. This is never going to work for you. Everyone, we have been speaking with Chef Abby Gelman. She is our go-to culinary nutritionist. And she is the one who sets the record straight on all the craziness out there with regard to nutrition and diet and cooking and all the rest of it. Chef Abby, what's the best way for people to learn about you? Sure. They can go to chefabbygelman.com or they can follow me on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube at Chef Abby Gelman. Yay. And once again, thank you so much. You're you're just fabulous. I want everyone out there, okay, to just run on over to iTunes, rate and review this terrific episode with Chef Abby Gelman. We just love your feedback. And here's another shout out to our sponsor, Solaray, S-O-L-A-R-A-Y. Ah, we're talking about vitamins, minerals, and herbs rooted in nature. And they're gifting you with a brand new Her Life Stages products, award-winning providing support for menstrual years, including PMS, perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. Run on over to your local health food store and say, where are the Her Life Stages products? I want to scope them out. Absolutely. And then run on over to solaray.com to learn even more. This has been another amazing Her Podcast. I'm Dr. Pam Peek your host. And I want to thank each and every one of you for listening in and being such an important part of our 
her podcast community. Pop on over to drpeat.com to learn more about my work and my social media. Join me every week for another Her Podcast, where you're going to hear from extraordinary, entertaining, and engaging thought leaders like Chef Abby as we share our wit and wisdom for you to enjoy. Thanks so much. And remember that your time in this world may be limited, but the things you can do with that time are not. So get on out there and seize the day. Have a great one.